Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Speaking of proximity, if any of you guys have been in breakfast of champions at all then you are in close proximity to simba because we have our very own simba simba today is my guest also known as darian because we haven't caught up with darian sanders in quite some time darian is i was just say he's gonna i'm just gonna say he's living his best life that's pretty much what i can say it was also his birthday last week y'all so our very own darian because i know a lot about lion king i know a lot about darian but I don't really know the whole story. So I hope that the rest of you guys have been as dying to hear about it, dying to hear Darian's voice during the week again, because it's been a while. And so I thought, Darian, if you can tell us a little more, we can get some information. And of course, he's going to share his beautiful voice with us today. So Darian, good morning, my dear. You're in New York City, right? I am. I am. I flew in yesterday. I had a wedding yesterday afternoon. And I'm flying out this afternoon, going back to tour. So a whirlwind of a time, but it's good. Excited to be here with you as always. So Darian, I mean, if any of you guys have been following along, like on Instagram, we all knew that Darian had this huge um, audition, massive audition. And we were holding space. I don't know, hundreds, thousands of people holding space. And Darian already has the talent. When we've heard him sing in grocery stores on Clubhouse, because we made him sing one time while he was at the store. So you had this audition, and I'm actually gonna go back for a minute, Darian, because I, you didn't really realize you had Broadway chops, or at least you didn't go for it 100%, right? Isn't that how it started? You didn't go for it, someone oh, heard yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I grew up playing trumpet since the fourth grade. Um, I wanted to be a high school band director, and so that's what I went to college with. Um, I got a full ride to the University of Kentucky. It was absolutely awesome and great. I loved my time there. While I was there, I uh, realized that even though I wanted to be a high school band director, even though I loved trumpet and music and instrumental music, um, I joined a acapella group called the Acoustic Cats. Um, it was a 16-piece male acapella group at the University of Kentucky. They later on went to go do the sing-off while... Uh, it was actually funny. I got married in May of 2013, and my buddy called me. He said, hey, uh, we're actually taking a professional Acoustic Cats group to the sing-off. Uh, would you like to come? I was like, absolutely. When is it? He was like, we actually leave in June, and we get back in September. And I was like, mm, the first three months of my marriage, I do not want to be away from my wife, stranded in L.A., so the answer is no. You'd be um, <laughs> Exactly. That's a... First way to start off your marriage. Um, but I uh, was singing in that group, and upon singing in that group, started, you know, I became a believer in 2006 and started singing in church, and kind of the rest was history. Uh, snowballed into uh, working in the ministry, worked in the ministry for 16, 16 years, and 
while in the ministry, loved serving in the community. And it was really cool because I was actually singing a national anthem uh, while a minister in Lexington. I went back to UK and sang at a girls basketball game. And my now manager saw me singing and asked me and said like, hey, would you ever think about, you know, musical theater? And I was like, yeah, performing in the orchestra because I play trumpet. And she was like, no, you'd have something about you that you would potentially do great musical theater. And I was like, I've never danced professionally. I've never acted. And I honestly only sing in church. Like I've never taken the lessons. And she was like, okay. So it started this, this journey and this path. Um, in the summertime, the University of Kentucky does, uh, it's like a cabaret or a Broadway review. And they do about 40 different Broadway songs and they just select different songs from different shows. And they do it like a fast paced pop-up um, concert with dancing and it's on a big stage. It's called the Singletary Center for the Arts in Lexington. And so that's where I started wedding my quote unquote theater chops while I did it. And I really was intrigued with it. But while I was doing it, um, I met uh, the choreographers, Jeremy and, and Lindy Smith. And they were like, hey, we're starting a musical theater, an equity musical theater in Lexington and would love for you to help us launch this inaugural um, debut performance of it. And I was like, you know that I've never done theater before. And they were like, yes, that's exactly why we want you. We want the, the rawness of, of you and the, the beauty of you and your storytelling. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I got to do that and we launched that um, in 2015. And it was crazy because it was January of 2015 um, that I got to sing a solo for the first time on, on a stage. And I duetted with Jonathan Groff. If people don't know him, he's a voice Whoa. of Christoph and Frozen. <laughs> he's yeah. from Hamilton. And he's King George in Hamilton. And so it was, it, was, it was crazy because, you know, it was at that time that he was in the process of Hamilton. And so while we were practicing and rehearsing for this musical show, he was like, we would start singing or I would start singing. He would just stop me in my tracks and he would stop the music and he would just look at me and he'd be like, you are effing phenomenal. And I'd be like, uh, thank you. <laughs> and in that, in that process, in that time, it was crazy because he was, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm in New York doing this thing right now and you could be here doing it. And at the time I didn't, you know, I loved him. I thought he was great, but I didn't know he was in Hamilton. And so he was just encouraging me and through the process of doing this show um, and him encouraging me, my family encouraging me, um, these directors encouraging me, I was like, okay, let's, let's see what this looks like. And so I started in, you know, started the journey, started the path. So what I did was um, I started auditioning for shows. Well, I helped start this theater company. So in my mind, I was like, hey, I'm gonna get this role. I'm gonna get this job. Well, went out for the first two seasons and did not book it. They basically said, we love you, you're amazing, your voice is awesome, but your dancing and your acting is not up to par, and we're bringing in Broadway stars to do this. And so you need to like, go get some training, go to classes, take dance classes, take theater classes, and work on your chops. And I said, okay. And so that's what I did. Um, for two years while I was auditioning for these, this group, I went to ballet class. I went to theater acting class. And on the third year of the shows, I booked my first role um, in Legally Bond and an official equity company. Um, I wasn't equity yet. Equity is basically what they call the union for actors. Um, but um, I was able to do a show. And after that year, I was like, okay, I really want to dive into this. So what does this look like? I um, got with my manager, started going to New York and auditioning and whatnot. Um, and this, this all started about um, 2016 now. And then in 2017, I told my manager, I'm full-fledged on board. Started auditioning, went to New York, got called back five times to Hamilton. I was in the final callbacks from Hamilton. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was in the final callbacks for Ham Hamilton. Um, I was going in for Aaron Burr, but I actually ended up going in for all, um, all five of the guys. So I had to learn five different roles. 
And while I was doing that, my manager encouraged me. She was like, hey, you should audition for The Lion King. And I told her, I was like, I really don't want to do The Lion King. I am full-fledged, 100% on board, trying to put all my full focus towards Hamilton. And she said, mm, how about we just do a video and send it into The Lion King? So I, I made this crappy video. Um, I didn't even do everything that was asked of me in the video because I literally just did it because she made me do it. Sent it in. Ended up so you didn't, so Darren, wait, you didn't always want to be Simba, basically, <laughs> is what you're telling us. I, okay. I did not. I did not. It's actually crazy. I, I went to see The Lion King in New York and absolutely loved it. I loved the, the opening of it. I cried like a baby because it was like my childhood being put on display. Um, and the puppetry work and everything that went on, it was absolutely beautiful. But I had no desire of being in it at all. And so after these, you know, after I submitted the video, ended up going to, moving to Louisville, taking a full-time worship position, getting ordained, like going down this path of like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And two years after I submitted the video, randomly, my manager called me. It was actually on my wedding anniversary, uh, May 25th um, in 2019. And she said, hey, I just got a call from Lion King. Uh, they are looking for a Simba cover and would love for you to come in and audition for it. And I was like, where did they even hear about me there? She was like, remember that video you submitted two years ago? Um, they wow. saw it and loved it and kept you on file and want you to come back. And so I said, okay. So that was May of 20, uh, May 25th of 2019. And I ended up going to New York auditioning, booked Lion King and started in September of 2019 in the ensemble understudying Simba. Well, I got to uh, go on for Simba and debut Simba in Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown in front of my home crowd, my wife, my little boy, my best friend, my family. Um, and while I was debuting Simba, I actually tore my meniscus. And so that was a whole whirlwind and ended up having to get surgery in January of 2020. Well, as we all know, the world shut down in March of 2020. And so while the world was shut down, I was able to fully recover. And it was absolutely glorious to do that because then uh, I was able to audition and now I am the lead role Simba on the National Tour of the Lion King. The lead so. role of Simba. And let's not forget, Darian, that you were able to uh, come on Breakfast of Champions and meet all of us. So uh, let's talk about that because it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> well, and actually, Darian is Glenn's in real life friend before Clubhouse. So Glenn Lundy and Darian already knew each other before Clubhouse, which is so interesting because we used to really make you sing all the time. And you've always been a great sport for us. And you actually even taught me to sing a little bit. I'm not in my best singing voice today, but you did. Come on. Darian can teach. I was wondering if we should have audience participation. You can, like, teach us the na, you know, that's that part, that, that part that we all know, that na, sakonya. We actually had a room one night on Clubhouse, you guys, and Darian taught a whole room full of us how to do it at my behest. Is that a word, behest? Yes. Am I, am I pestering? How about that word? <laughs> 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 far from so, it far from it we all family we good so we're so we're not gonna what we're not gonna do is skip over that part about you know so now you are simba on broadway so so just you know my son i think my son may end up trying for a broadway stint when he gets done dancing ballet in russia because he did musical theater before so the singing what singing acting and dancing which is very hard to do at once is quite a rare skill so you learned how to do you know, dancing, you can sing, you can act. So you're called a Broadway musical actor. Is that what they call Broadway actors? Yes, it is. It is. So, yeah, and it's it's putting in the work. I've far from arrived. Um, but even on this journey, people are appreciating and see, uh, seeing, and they see the work that's put in. No one wants anybody to be perfect. Um, but what people love is the journey and the process to get there. Um, because that's the real authentic um that's the real authenticness that people see and people can relate to. And you're bringing your character to life because they see it. There've been a million Simbas. There have been, the show's been running for 25 years. However, in the same aspect, there's not, there's never been a Simba like me. Why? Because I'm, I'm unique in how I bring my Simba to life and bring my Simba to the table. Um, the guy that I understudied, Brandon McCall, he's actually Simba on Broadway. 
and we are great friends and I love it because everybody's like, well, do you and Brandon have any animosity towards one another? I'm like, absolutely not. I champion him hardcore because he is a phenomenal actor. He's a phenomenal singer. He moves well. He is a phenomenal Simba. However, my Simba is not his Simba. And the things that he does, I can't do. And the things that I do, he can't do. And so we each uniquely have a different uh, spin that we bring to Simba. And it's both beautiful. And I can champion him and he can champion me and we can do life well together. Okay, so when, so I'm curious about how, you know, how many hours you practice? Um, do you guys just sit around and sing all day? Because we all want to be invited to rehearsal, if that's true. And then when is the next performance? Like you're rehearsing now, getting ready to launch, right? To start, you know, putting on shows. When is that going to happen? Yeah, so I wish uh, we just sat around and sang all day because I was in uh, a PT session and the vocal ensemble was singing and rehearsing for like an hour and a half while I was in there. And I told them, which we'll talk about a little bit later, I was like, um, I'm going to record a song in Nashville and I need all you guys to sing back up to it because the voices were absolutely amazing. And so, um, yeah, we don't just sit around and sing all day. Uh, however, we're in a unique position and situation. So since everything got shut down for more than six months a year, uh, we basically have via union um, some time that they must give us to get back on our feet. And so it started out as two weeks, but they're actually giving us three weeks. And we have three weeks to get the whole show back up and running together. And so we were in, we've been in Cleveland, Ohio, because that's where the tour starts. And so that's where we're rehearsing. Uh, we typically rehearse from 10 in the morning until 6.30 at night. Um, we did that for the first two weeks. And then this last week, we start at noon and we go till 10 p.m. Um, and what that looks like is, we have individual sessions, like uh, individual lessons and individual uh, scene work that we do. But then now, this week coming up, we are stepping foot on stage for the first time um, in 18 months. And that looks like uh, basically like walking through the show, walking through spacing, then doing costumes. I have an hour and a half because Simba swings out for on a vine um, to end the first act during the Kuna Matata. And so... That's what I, I literally have an hour and a half practice with that because I wow. want to make sure that I'm safe. <laughs> want to make sure everyone around me is safe, all the mechanics work, all the things. We have contingency plans. Like we go through all of the things that we need to. But uh, the beautiful part about it is once the show is up and running, which our first show is October 1st in Cleveland, we're there the 1st to the 15th. Once the, once the show is up and running, um, it really looks different. It's massively different. The show starts at like 7.30. We have to get there at 7, 7 o'clock, so we have a half an hour call. And then everyone starts their makeup to get ready for the show. Um, I thankfully don't go in until halfway through the show, and so I don't start my makeup until the middle of the first act. And what happens is we do the show, we get done about 10, 10.30, and then we are released until the next day. Um, unless they call us for rehearsal, which they rarely do, I don't have to be back in the theater until half hour call the next day. So that allows me to see the city, meet up with people in different cities, do life. Um, and my family comes on and off the road with me. So if my family's with me, we usually find uh, an aquarium or a zoo. Um, I'm a huge amusement park junkie. So I always find an amusement park to go to um, wherever we are. I brought my golf clubs so I can work on my golf game as well. So those are all the things that we get to do while we're touring around the country. So this is a paid job and you get to do this, live this life getting paid. Is that what you're saying? This, this is my full-time job. So this is how we live our dreams. And what I think is interesting is that you didn't put, I mean, you know, it's not a good example. Like hopefully no kids are listening because you said you sent in a crappy tape and two years later they called you and now you're on Broadway getting paid to live your best life. So I guess the, the main lesson to take from that is that some people's crappy is another person's amazing. And I'm sure that's what happened is Darian's voice doesn't, it doesn't matter the quality. I think they could just hear your soul and your energy through it. And it's well, and I will even say on that, like, it's not necessarily that it's my crappy video that got that. I will say that even when I felt like my plans needed to be one way, God had a whole different orchestration for me. And maybe if that, if I put my, whole heart and soul into this moment and in this aspect like I could have been on Broadway or I could have been Simba two years earlier but then where would that journey be 
would I still right. be doing what I'm doing now? Would I still be in the spot that I am now? I don't know that. And so even though I say it was a crappy video, like it was crappy for me because I didn't put my heart and soul into it. But part of it was, is like, I didn't know musical theater. So I didn't know my heart and soul and what that looked like. I just, just sent an audition video because I was like, I guess this is what you do. But the beautiful part about it is like now looking back at it, I, I'm more grateful now to get to do what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter what role it is, whether it's on Broadway, off Broadway, at somebody's church or in somebody's backyard, like it's a gift. Like I was listening to, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, he was talking this morning at 630. Uh, literally, I was sitting Tony there. Rodriguez? Yes, Tony. And he was like, heartbeat is a gift. Breath is a gift. And I was like, absolutely. And getting back into the theater after the shutdown, I had this uh, appreciation for it because I was 30 when I started, you know, 33 when I started musical theater, you know, professionally. And so I came into it with this whole, like, I've worked in the real world. And so this is a gift for me to do. But now after the shutdown, to see Broadway revived and to see theater revived, people even now are saying, man, I'm so grateful to be here, so grateful to be doing what we're doing, like thankful to be back because it got stripped away from us. And so the, the beauty of it is we don't know necessarily our journeys. We don't know necessarily whose story does what, but now it's great to see people putting their hearts and souls into everything that they are doing because they don't know if they are going to be gifted tomorrow to do what they love or even be around. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and it's, it's the other thing is, you know, I believe we're all meant to do a few things. We all have several gifts in life. And so you're ordained now, you're an ordained minister, but then you have like your, I don't know, maybe your second chapter, you know, because I feel like we could do something new every decade. I've always thought that, you know, what am I going to do when I'm 90? Maybe I'll be a docent at a, a museum. So for you in your 30s, even though you have quite a youthful look, I mean, you can probably pretend that you're in your 20s and get roles for 50 years. But it's interesting because you've had this whole, I mean, you weren't even, you weren't even down your luck. You weren't like, oh my gosh, I've got to pick myself up. You were, you know, already living a good life. And here you get to just have this, I don't even call it an up-leveling, but you get to have this huge, massive shift and a change. Your kids are watching this, right? Your kids are watching you live this dream that you put in the time for. I mean, you went and took ballet classes, you know, as a grown-up for the first time. I mean, that's that's hard to do because I've done that myself to try to learn about ballet for my son so I could be more in the know. So you put in all this time, all this energy, and, you know, really it's your voice that's the gift, right? The other stuff, as you learn it, you know, you're getting better at it to be a Broadway musical actor. I'm talking with Darian Sanders, who is Simba. Um, so a couple things. One, I want to hear about your album, but I also think, well, I don't know. You want to talk about your album first or would you rather, I mean, I think we should hear your you're singing. And guys, just so you know, I did talk to Darian and he said he would sing because I don't like to just make someone sing. Of course, if you've seen Saturday Night Live and you know that skit, don't make me sing. Darian never says that to us. He just sings. So if you'd like to now or you want to wait, let us know. And if there's anything you want to teach us how to sing, I would encourage not everyone to unmute during this because it could sound like a cacophony. But what do you think we should do next, Darian? What's the most valuable thing? Um, us singing? No. You singing? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'll say if if people are with us, flash your mics if you want to sing a little Lion King. I can teach you like we did before. I know Nate's about to get near his phone. Nate, we got people. Nate, make sure Nate's doing it too. Yeah, I see some mics flashing. I do. And on International Peace Day, the eve of International Peace Day, we should sing because singing brings joy and peace. So I'd throw that in there tomorrow's International Peace Day. So Darren, yeah, can you guide us into something? Absolutely. I can I can teach a little bit of the beginning of, of The Lion King like we did before, because everybody's always singing a little bit of something that is not correct. But uh, it's kind of like. funny because every, <laughs> <laughs> it's like pink pajamas sitting there and pink, pink pajamas. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> There's a room for that. We're going to do a room called Lyrics You Thought You Knew. Wouldn't that be a good yeah, room? Yeah. We'll do that one night. Yes. I'm just saying that would be amazing. <laughs> Glorious. So we're gonna teach the beginning of uh, Circle of Life. It's when Rafiki comes out. Um, and then we will, I'll kind of give the context of what's happening in the show. Um, but the beginning, uh, um, and you sang a little bit of it, so we're gonna, we're gonna sing that. Uh, the words are na sagonya mamagi si baba. So everyone can Slowly. say na. 
Na. Na. Sagonia. Sagonia. Mamagi. Mamagi. Sibava. Sibava. We'll go through it again. Na. Na. Sagonia. Sagonia. Mamagi. Mamagi. Sibava. We'll do it a little bit faster. We'll go na sagonia. Na Yeah, don't try to put a pitch to it. We're just saying the words. Na sagonia. Na sagonia. Mamagi sibaba. Mamagi sibaba. Putting it all together, just saying the words, no pitches. Na sagonia, mamagi sibaba. Good, 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 good. So we'll throw a pitch on it. We'll go. Na sagonia, mamagi sibaba. Na na na. So here's the thing. We get to 7:30 at night. They say places. What happens is everyone gets to their position. While the curtain is down, there is all of this haze and this smoke bellowing in the back scene on stage. The curtains are sorry, the lights go down. They make their announcements, and the curtain comes up. You're Rafiki. You step to the front of the stage. The lights hit you. The smoke bellows off of the front of the stage into the orchestra onto the first few rows. You then reach out your right arm and you go, Na Segunya Mamagi Sibaba. Count us in, Darian. <laughs> Here we go. One, two, ready, and. <laughs> and the Lion King can now begin. <laughs> hey, Laura. Well, okay. Yeah. Started this show. Darian's not afraid that he'll lose his job with this group of people. He, he doesn't have to showcasing us. He also I mean, didn't I'm, ask us to be I'm, backup singers. <laughs> See? Now, guys, if you sing along, it sounds great. If you don't sing along, it probably doesn't sound great, right? Is that how, how it works, Ramon? <laughs> yes. I love it. No, and it's that great because I tell people all the time, coming to the show now, everybody has to wear a mask. So you can just lip sing right along and you act like you're singing on stage. That sounds like so much fun. So you're going to be in Cleveland October 1 through 15, you said? October 1st to the 15th, absolutely. <laughs> and then... What I'm going to do today is I will post, um, I will make a post and I'll just screenshot and say all the cities we're going to be in because I would love, um, I would love every city that I go to, to have people that either come to the show or I could meet up with because that's kind of where my, my cup of tea, my bread and butter is. Um, Let's do this. On the nation. Yeah. So it's funny, Darian, I pay for my own clubhouse tours around the world and yours is basically paid for. So Darian Sanders, guys, third row, Simba in Lion King, and it's kind of his whole second chapter. It's like a second career he's had since he's been born. Maybe his third or fourth, we don't know about the others. And Darian is going to be touring the country, and hopefully you guys can check him out and, you know, make the post, re uh, hashtag it, and let's all kind of follow along on this tour of Darian moving across the country, living his best life with his family, and Darian, you have an album. Your voice is obviously, you know, beyond just being surrounded by others. You actually are a soloist. So tell us about your album, and then I want to have, so get, guys, get your questions ready. But Darian, you're recording an album on your own. How is this, what is, what's the project? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, in the process of the pandemic and everything going on, even before the pandemic, uh, everyone continued to encourage me to get out some music. Um, and... Even while I was in here, Danelle Delgado was just talking about, you know, setting goals, putting dreams out there, all these things. And so I said something about uh, recording and releasing music. And so I, uh, I boldly made a post 
and said that I would record uh, by September, and I did, to make sure that I was staying in alignment with my word, to be a man of my word. And so it was actually cool because I am going to be putting out an EP. I've talked about it. I haven't really disclosed or discussed any of the craziness that's going on with it or anything, any of the details. But when uh, I was talking to you earlier, Laura, I said that I would share some of those details. So I'm super excited to say it. Um, yes. I'll go on and announce the title. Um, the title of the EP is going to be called The Sun Will Rise. Uh, and I'm super excited about it for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one, we're going to release uh, some singles that are going to be leading up to the EP. Uh, and obviously the first single is going to be entitled The Sun Will Rise which is the premise and the basis of the EP. But the beautiful part about it is uh, we have uh, recorded, written and recorded two songs already. I have a third song written, ready to be recorded. And then we have two more songs that we are going to add to it. Um, and there's going to be like a cool little introductory to that as well um, that my man Glenn Lundy doesn't know about, but I'm going to have him speaking on, which I'm super excited about. Um, I just had to throw that out there because, you know, sometimes Glenn doesn't know. Yeah. He throws me on the bus sometimes, so sometimes I have to do the same for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just reciprocated. That's friendship for you right there. That's friendship and brotherhood. That's how it goes, see? Ain't it, though. <laughs> so I'm going to explain um, a little bit of what the EP is about, a.k.a. the, the first single that we're going to release, uh, what the meaning behind the song is, the album is, and then... I'm going to sing um, a snippet of uh, the second song, the, the second single that we're going to release uh, eventually. But I'll talk about the album and the first single first. Um, so the sun will rise. That means what that's coming from all of these aspects. Uh, the world that I live in, um, as far as like me and my life, I am surrounded by so many beautiful people, and they're from all different walks of life, all different religions, races, uh, age demographics, uh, socioeconomic status. And so because of that, I wanted to have an album, have, have a song that could reach any and everybody. Um, yes, I'm a believer. Yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I'm all about Jesus. So everything is coming from a basis of that, but also I'm a firm believer that uh, just like Jesus said, like they will know us by our love. They will know us by what we do, how we carry ourselves. And, and in terms, uh, most people get turned off by Jesus, not, not by him, but by the people that are portraying him in a way that is not him. And so I wanted to make sure um, that for myself, I speak on what I know and who I am and what he's done for me. And so the sun will rise is coming from a spot and a place of two different things. It's a dual purpose song. One, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't know who Jesus is, everybody knows the sunrise. Everybody knows the darkness in the night and then the beauty that the sun brings in the morning when it rises. And so because of that, I wanted to talk about that beauty. And I wanted to talk about, as, as we know, um, sometimes in, in the dark of the night, we can feel and have so many different things that come about. Um, but the beauty of, guess what? We got another breath in our lungs. We have another day to live. We have another day to change some things. The sun will rise. Um, and then on the second part, um, the second half of the song and the second um, duality of the song is the beauty of knowing and understanding, man, I'm a believer. And even in the darkest day of history, the worst day, where Jesus was hung on the cross. The beautiful, the beautiful aspect and <clears throat> the beauty of the story is the sun rose. He rose and he saved us all. He, the grave is empty. And the beauty of knowing and understanding the hope that we have in him rising. And so because of that, the sun will rise as well. So uh, I'm trying to figure out, we're marketing and figuring out how we wanna label everything but we have the sun S-U-N will rise and the sun S-O-N will rise and walking from that beauty aspect of it. Uh, and then one of my best friends that's on the tour with me, uh, I was sitting in, because uh, we were talking about going to Nashville and I was talking about recording and using some of the Lion King cast in, in an ensemble recording thing. And she said, 
And the beautiful part about it is we literally have the sun rising in the show. And I was like, had not even thought about it whatsoever. But it was like all of the world are colliding and coming together. And so um, the beautiful part is uh, the sun will rise can be considered in a lot of different aspects and facets. Uh, and then um, the song that I'm going to sing for you guys today is a song that I actually didn't write, but my um, high school band director wrote for me. And he wrote it and he was saying, you know, I wrote it and I was thinking about my son and all the beautifulness and the greatness of him because he was super excited uh, about having a son. And then I heard this song and the first thing that came to mind for me was my favorite biblical story, which is the prodigal son. And basically the story talks about uh, there was a man that had two son sons, the older son and a younger son. And the young younger son asked for his inheritance, which by asking for his inheritance, he's basically saying, Dad, I wish you were dead right now so I can get my money. And the father granted him that, gave him his inheritance, and he went off and he spent it on everything. Um, if you can think about living, uh, I wouldn't even say your best life, but I would say living your most frivolous crazy life, going and doing all the things and blowing your money, then this man <clears throat> or this son, this young son had nothing. And he found himself uh, without anything, no money, no food. And he was eating slop. And he was thinking to himself, man, my, my servants or my dad's servants eats far better than I'm doing right now. I'll just go home and ask to be a servant. And what happens is the son goes home, the dad sees him, and the dad runs to him. He throws a party, gives him a ring, gives him a robe, and says, you are my son, welcome home. Even after he wished he was dead, took all his money, blew it all, the dad still said, hey, I'm here with you, and I love you, and there's nothing that you can do or say that pushes you too far away from me. And so that's where this song for me lands, and that's where this song comes from for me, because um, <clears throat> Uh, there's just this beautifulness of knowing and understanding we can't go too far away. No matter how far we think that we've gone from Jesus, no matter how far that we think that we have pushed him away or think that we are so, so far gone or lost, I've done this, I've done this, I've said this, I've been here, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's standing with open arms and he says, come home, come home. I don't care, I don't care what it looks like, just come home. And that's where this song comes from. One wrong turn, one bad day, and suddenly you feel you're a million miles away. You're so confused and all alone, and you know you'll never make it back on your own. So you fall to your knees and desperately pray. And in the distance, you hear a voice say, Come home, come home, come back to where you know you belong. The Father's arms are open wide. You don't have to run and hide. So come home, come home, come home. Through each mistake and each regret, through everything you've done, you wish you could forget. You wonder how this could be true. That God would wait, stand at the door and be waiting for you to come home. Come home. Come back to where you know you belong. The Father's arms are open wide. You don't have to run and hide. So come home, come home.
Lay down your burden. Lay down your shame. Come sit at the table of mercy and grace. There is nothing you have done that can take you away from his love. So come home, come home. Come back to where you know you'll always belong. The Father's arms are open wide. You don't have to run and hide. So come home, come home, come home, come home, come home. Woo! Darian, you always stop my breath with your singing advice. Feel free to unmute, let Darian know. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. Darian is like uh, one of the first people I actually met and connected with on Clubhouse. He's one of my friends I'm proudest of. Not that we have to be on stage for me to be proud of you, but I'm always, I was telling Darian that I've been doing the resets with, we have our very own Simba here. So Darian, when is that album, when is the first single being released actually? What day? It is not officially set yet, but we are looking to release it in November. Okay. But I so to, when it becomes official, I will post it. I'll make sure it happens. Um, and honestly, truly, like, this community has helped launch that. Um, it was beautiful. Like, we were in New York, and Glenn was asking me what I was doing, what I was about to do, all the things. And this community actually was the community that helped launch that. Um, they were about uh, 10, 11 different individuals that jumped on board and said, hey, Darian, we believe in you. We support you. Most of them, a lot of them are here on the stage right now. And I'm just super grateful because they were like, we want to actually give towards this. And they literally, it was in, I'll say it, in, in 90 seconds, they just raised over 10, 10 grand. They were like, hey. I want to give, hey, I want to give, I want to give. And it was beautiful because it allowed me to just jump right into the rehearsal process. It allowed me to jump right into the studio, grab people like, and put the ball on its feet right away and not have to wait. And it was just, it's glorious. So like this is this room, this crew, this stage, these people, um, everybody here has been part of the journey and part of where we are now in it. And so just, just super grateful, honestly. Uh, Darian, what you said, you know, actually, I'd heard that so I heard that you raised money. It was kind of a, just a rumor, I thought. So that really happened. And that's you just kind of confirmed that. So if you guys didn't hear that, what Darian was talking about is when everyone got together in New York City for the for an event. I don't want to call it Breakfast of Champions because I don't think that's the name of it. But there was an event in New York City. I didn't go. Um, I got to New York two days later, but they raised money for Darian. That's just the love that comes through this group. And it's so beautiful. And I know there are people here dying to ask you a question. So it's a big stage because I wanted to have a big stage for our uh, singing debut on Breakfast of Champions because hopefully Darian had some um, agents and managers listening. And some of us are going to be getting jobs as a cast soon on Broadway. Yes, come on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ramon's like, the. I think Ramon got hired. Did you get the call yet, Ramon, that you're going to have your... Yes, in fact, they did. They called me and said they want me to be the, the top singer, just absolutely, for sure, all day. So he's, he's got no name, Darian. Okay, he can be um, Mufasta. <laughs> the top singer. That's what the name is, the top singer. It's good. <laughs> the top singer. Ramon, I was telling Ramon, that was hilarious when he earlier said, if asked him, we're going to get you in trouble. Okay, so, sorry. If you guys are tapping your mics, I'd love to see if you have a question for Darian Sanders, our very own Simba. Even if you know Darren, you can ask him a question because, yeah, uh, Ella and I and um, and Tamara, Tamara and then Ella. Yeah. 
Darian, I love this so much because there's an extra little thing about our relationship that we've never had to talk about before, so I'm going to share it publicly. I um, had uh, my, not Simba, but Lion King debut in the third grade as a part of a choral ensemble that was all uh, American Sign Language, and so we did like this whole theatrical, I was like doing gymnastics and flips in the front, and we all had masks and whatnot. It was really amazing, so as you are doing this on Broadway, Broadway, my question for you is, are they um, offering an American Sign Language person to narrate the show? That is a beautiful question. There are um, not every show, um, but I know that in most cities we have different things that we do that we offer. So we offer matinee performances for schools and then we offer matinee performances, evening performances where we do have uh, someone that is there are but i know that they are available and that's something that we do really cool really cool i just wanted to check because i know there's a lot of people in that community that would really be blessed by it so thanks i'm so excited to see you in richmond yes girl no oh I yeah we could all name this D darian can you throw out a couple cities just so we can get kind of excited yeah. is la one of them <laughs> okay throw out a couple I, cities la, LA or atlanta but San Diego is one of them. Um, so let's see. Let me just read them down real quick. So I have from October all the way through August of 2022. We go Cleveland, Ohio, San Antonio, Texas, Memphis, Woo. Tennessee, Denver, Colorado, Nashville, Tennessee, Detroit, Michigan, yeah. Greensboro, North Carolina, Richmond, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, Austin, Texas, Wichita, Kansas, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, St. Louis, Missouri, Monterey, Mexico, Tempe, Arizona, and San Diego, California. So y'all have Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. When you gonna be in Cleveland? Hollywood. I'm, in, I'm in Cleveland now. So I'm in Cleveland. Way. We start. <laughs> I'm on the way. I want to go to Wichita, Kansas, so I can have them to myself. The biggest. Um... I want to go to a show that nobody's gonna be at, so I can have your undivided attention. <laughs> Hey, Darian, what has been your biggest, so when you were in the ensemble, you had a lot of different roles, right? Like you played the leg of an elephant at one point. You played like all these different parts and you were understudying for Simba. So now that you are Simba, is it more challenging or is it less challenging? Like, talk to me about that dynamic of shifting from full-on ensemble to the lead role. Man, it's, that's a great question because it's either or. So it is, it is less challenging because I'm not in the show from start to finish, meaning during the circle of life, I was the elephant leg. And then at the last song, I was um, one of the birdmen. And so I was flying a kite while singing and everything throughout with probably about 15 to 20 different costume changes, running from the front of the house to the back of the house, singing off stage, doing things when just can't wait to be king, the ostrich, the kids were riding on me. So then I had to worry about maneuvering and making sure I wasn't throwing a kid off my back and all these other things. But now as Simba, it's a whole different ball game because it's not necessarily the weight of the show is carried on, on me per se. But also, like, there is this, um, there's this newfound sense of, hey, I have to make sure that I am, like, fully prepared, fully present, and ready to go. Because the story that I'm telling needs to be told, but it also has to be told in a way um, that is authentic and true to the original thing. Yes I'm, yes, I'm going to tell it in my way, but there is originality um, the creators had that has to be portrayed. But then also you look at it, the Lion King, but when people find out that I'm Simba, how I carry myself and what I do speaks volumes. And so I also have to make sure that, hey, when I speak, when I speak, even if I say, hey, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Lion King, it doesn't matter. People still see, still see me as, hey, you're speaking on behalf of the Lion King. So I just need to make sure that I carry all the weight of the work, like the weight of the words that I am saying um, to to true aspect because of that. 
So that's a great question, my man. So we should all walk around as if we're Simba today, which will help us up-level our lives, right, Glenn? Wait, Darian, I don't think Glenn heard the part that you come in on a swinging on a vine. Oh, yeah, he did. That's how he enters uh, the show, swinging <laughs> on a vine. But he's he's seen it, though. He's seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the show. Um, I've don't seen brag. the show. I've seen, yeah, I'm not bragging. I'm just blessed to have... Uh, Darian's been in my life for for a while now, and uh, so I've seen the show. All my kids have seen the show. My wife's seen the show. Uh, the family's seen the show. We're excited to see it again. It is the most spectacular uh, experience that I've ever had uh, as far as theater. It's visually stunning, uh, auto, audio, audibly um, uplifting, and just the, the the whole experience is something you never forget. And my kids still talk about it to this day and and are excited to go again. So it's really spectacular. It really is. And yes, you're right, Laura. We need to carry ourselves like Simba now, right? Always always carry yourself as though you have that weighted responsibility um, and and discipline yourself, you know, to the point where when no one's watching, uh, you're in line with your truth. Uh, and then that'll really come out and shine when you are on stage and you have the spotlight, like my boy Darian, who I have physically witnessed this dude fight tooth and nail for the last 14 years to earn that spot in the spotlight. This was not a gift. He did not get lucky. It's not an overnight. He has literally, I mean, I saw this dude choreographing going to high school bands and choreographing everything from the person playing the flute to the people spinning the batons. Like I have seen Darian swirl, floral batons. <laughs> like I've seen him do these things uh, out of the kindness of his heart. Some things paid, some things not. Uh, I've seen him carry three to four jobs at the same time, working at Starbucks in the morning and then working at the school with the kids and then working after school with different programs, working in the nights with the churches. Like I've watched this dude put in a 40 year career in the last decade and and he has earned that spot. I'm so, so proud of him. And I, I get what you're saying, Darian, and I appreciate you sharing that, yes, it's less running around the house and less less uh, less front to back, maybe a little less chaotic, but ultimately heavier with the responsibility that comes with the gift, right? God gives us the blessing, and now we got to carry ourselves in a way to honor that because what was given can be taken away. So I love it. Amen, bro. Amen. There's this, speaking of, you know, carry yourself as if, I'll tell you a quick story because one of my colleagues in mental performance, Trevor Moad, uh, passed away. He was Russell Wilson's mental performance coach. And he told a story about a guy who uh, was about to drop out of high school. His mom made him take the SAT. He didn't want to. He got his test scores back and he made like a 1480, which out of 1600 is great. He's like, whoa, I'm smart. And his mom's like, wow, did you cheat? He's like, mom, I did not cheat. So they're kind of laughing about it. He goes back and applies himself, graduates, goes on to college. The teachers treat him differently. He shows up, you know, he's in class. Like, wow. He changed all of his friends. And it's like, suddenly he was smart. A decade later, he got a letter from the SAT committee and they had sent 13 people the wrong scores. He didn't get a 1480. He got a 740. But he lived his life as if he was a 1480. I thought he was smart and he had a successful life. Luckily, he found out later. So we all have these moments where we can just like his subconscious mind was tricked into thinking he was smart and great and he became smart and great. So whether or not you feel great or you feel smart, or you feel beautiful, it doesn't matter. You start with a thought and plant the seed because the seed is the most important and most powerful part of the entire gift. So just knowing that it's possible is really where the hey, magic Lord, comes man. in. Yeah. This is Scott. Maybe they messed up my SATs. Maybe I had the 17 <laughs> so it scored the 1400. Hey, there's hope for me. That's amazing. It, thanks. It was, thanks for that share. Oh yeah, I love that story. And I mean, Scott. So Scott Simon in uh, West Virginia made the fourteen eighty. And just think what he could have been, y'all. Now, because what's funny is that Scott, you had to overcome so much. And you, you, I think would agree with this. That and what Glenn just said, Darian's persistence and the willingness to do whatever it took, not even knowing where it would lead him. I mean, imagine Simba serving you your Starbucks. Like that's why you know in L.A., people who serve you your food and your your coffee, 
they're going to be the next Brad Pitt or the next Darian Sanders. So like be present to those people and beware. They're gifted. They're just doing whatever it takes in that moment. And so that's why it's always important, I think, for us to treat the janitor as we treat the president of the company, because everyone is valuable regardless of the title. We're all just working it out and getting getting on that journey. So does anyone else have a question? I think actually I probably Laura, called on Ella. Yeah, hi there. Yes, I do. I have a question. Thank you so much, Laura. And thank you, Darian. I can now add to my bio that I have sung with a Broadway star. So thank you very much indeed. <laughs> loved, loved, loved it. Um, and so, yeah, when you were speaking, I recognise that there are some parallels with Simba returning as an adult to reclaim his homeland and the idea of the sun always rises, the sun always rises. And Laura mentioned that it's International Peace Day tomorrow and I think we're sort of in that space as adults in a way to really reclaim the land that is ours and to recognize that as a human a global family it's up to us to learn to transform and create harmony that we need in in this world and so Daria my question is this you talked about your own transformation and I wondered if your social circle has changed, do you have the same friends? Do you, you know, have some friends fallen away now that you are at this level of the stage that you're at in your life? So thank you very much. Ella, complete. Ella, phenomenal question. And that's a phenomenal observation because it's true. Um, the moment that I announced that I was Simba, it was crazy to see the people that came out of the woodworks um, but one thing that God has allowed me to have um, is a discerning spirit, but even more so than that, um, a beautiful wife that is discerning as well. <laughs> and even when my heart may be in to say one thing, he has sent me somebody that has grounded me because I am in the clouds dreaming, moving, and shaking. And she is super grounded um, in her faith, in us, in and just watches people and watches actions and watches motives. And there's something to be said about my inner circle. My inner circle knows that they are my inner circle. They know that they are people that I know love and trust and I bring them with me wherever I go. Musicians that I used when I was a nobody that chose to do stuff for me for free and run with around with me are the same musicians that when I get a Broadway call to go do this show or this cabaret or whatever, I bring them with me. And they were like, you have Broadway musicians caliber like broadway caliber musicians that can go with you and i was like yeah i take them with me <laughs> i was like just because you're not on broadway performing and playing piano or playing guitar doesn't mean that that's not you're not that caliber because the same aspect i was a broadway singer i just wasn't on broadway yet and so the beautiful part about that is i, I love to honor those people um that were in the trenches with me um and that just did everyday life and that are normal and i just look and love um, that aspect, but then also that doesn't mean that my circle is closed off because I've met amazing people, obviously here, breakfast with champions and, and we have back chats and we have, Hey, when I'm traveling here or doing this, and there are people that I love dearly that I just met. And I just firmly believe that God will give you that spirit, that discerning spirit. You just have to pay attention to it, um, and not ignore it because literally like Michelle said before, like most of the time, you you know somebody's character, but also sometimes there's a wolf that comes in and she sheep's clothing. And you're like, dang, I was wrong about them. But for every one that I'm wrong about, there are 10 that I'm 100% right about. And out of those 10 that I'm 100% right about, like two or three of them that I've said, hey, you can come in my world, around my circle, like sit at my table and eat and meet my family. And you, I trust you. It's never failed me. Like those are the people that are that are true that you want to hold on to and stick to. I love that. Thank you, Darian. I appreciate you. That's really beautiful. And I've just had such a great time getting to know you more. I feel like I really know you. And then today I get to know a ton more. So Darian's going to make a post. He's going to be coming to a city near you. Make sure you catch him. Uh, Glenn Lundy's going to be buying 10 tickets in each city. So don't complain. Get your tickets and have a good time meeting up with Darian. If you're not in a city near him, it's just a little bit of a drive, like, right, we can get to any of those cities. I heard you mention them. Almost all of them are within a day's drive of everyone. And just to remind you all, we're in Breakfast with Champions. And Breakfast with Champions is going from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. now. 
We're here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration. We also go Club 111 Sunday live, where you can often hear Darian even more. If you ever miss a segment, the good news is you go to breakfastwithchampions.live, and now we are a podcast. And in honor of International Peace Day, I just want to quickly point out that we do have on stage Rin Posh in the orange. He is a Tibetan Lama scholar. So tomorrow's International Peace Day. So we heard a couple things today. One is that we all can be, you know, the Broadway singer before we're the Broadway singer or whatever that is for you in your life, whatever the analogy is. And you carry yourself as if you're Simba, because who knows, you might become Simba. And so Darian Sanders, thank you, my dear. I appreciate you so much for being here, for sharing with us your voice, for teaching us how to be Broadway singers, because you never know. Right? Now, Ramon and Scott are going to send in their videos. And if we could all get new SAT scores, what would your SAT score be? Because act as if you're your SAT score, as long as it's really high. Otherwise, you are not your SAT score. You are not your grades. You are not your bank account. You are only truly you and divinely in alignment with God. And just know that there's something always breathing through you. Because I bet you guys weren't focused on breathing too much. Like Tony Rodriguez said, we might take breathing for granted, but we're being breathed. And so thank you. That's my time. And Darian Sanders, if you guys want to unmute, just one more time, give Darian his appreciation. And then Sarah McCord, it's your mic, my dear. We love you, Darian. We love you, Dean. Great job, brother. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.